So, Daniel. So, Jeremy. Why did the chicken cross the road? Um, to, to, because he was afraid of Chick-fil-A. To go see the idiot. So, <laughs> so that was a joke my five-year-old told me the other day. Wow. And, th- and then she followed it up with this classic. Okay, knock, let's, knock. Let's hear it. Uh, who's there? The chicken. <laughs> I don't know where she came up with that. Do you get it, Daniel? Yeah, I'm the idiot. No, I was the idiot. Oh wait, you're the idiot. Who's the she, idiot? She told it to me. Yeah, but yeah, no, so she, in that <laughs> situation, you telling it to me, I'm the idiot. Yeah, but I was only sharing. I'm not calling you an you're idiot. You're calling me an idiot. That's a really great way to start the show. I'm already feeling like crap. It, it was one of those things where you almost had to be there because she just, out of the blue, like last, I don't know, Thursday, she just said, why did the chicken cross the road? And I said, I don't know. She, she said, to go see the idiot. And I was like, okay, whatever. That's kind of weird. Kind of mean. I don't get it, but she's five. Yeah. And then she waited like the perfect amount of time. And she just says, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? And she says, the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. That's funny. Where'd she, where'd she come up with I don't that? know. I have no idea. Sometimes kids do these things, right? And they're like so clever and so well executed that you're just like, did, did, did she just steal that from somewhere else well no i feel it was going around school or something like that you know that's how that would happen when i was a kid but well quinn some quinn makes up songs sometimes yeah and you know i'm pretty current on on pop music so i know most of it but so when she's singing something i'm like oh you just stole that melody from so-and-so or you're just singing this song but like a couple months ago, she came up with this song, and I was like, "Wow, that's actually um, really well done! Like, it's got a real, nice. real good melody to it." And, um, and but I, but the whole time I'm like, "She had to have stolen that from somewhere. <laughs> like, there's no way she just came up with that on her own." She's gonna be like Jax. Jax or Jax, the Victoria's Secret singer. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I was thinking Jake, uh, J V from State Farm. Oh, I don't know who. Yeah, the piano is Golden Hour, whatever that song is. Golden Shower. What? We're we're obsessed with that song in this household right now. I see. Well, that's fun. Yeah. No, it's not fun, Jeremy. No. Hey, so you're a bit under the weather, right? What's happening? What's happening with you, Daniel? So I have a hernia. I think I've talked about it on the show, right? Uh, maybe not. I don't know, but I, I, I think if we had a show to talk about it on, you should. Oh, if only. If only. Of course, we have a podcast. All right, of course, we have a podcast. We've talked about it while recording, but I don't think we've talked about it actually during the show. Maybe we have. I don't know. 
You didn't let me I don't do pay the much same, attention. The theme song, and I'm very. God damn it! I'm terrible about that. Okay, Daniel, would you please do the theme song? It was different, different theme song this week. What was that? Golden hour. <laughs> that, that was golden shower. <laughs> I know Victoria's Secret. <laughs> anyway, Jax is actually super funny. I like her. I had no idea that she was like a TikTok music maker upper that uh, yeah. got a record deal. Uh, th- that's all the rage these days. Quinn, Quinn was still asking me, you know, when she came up with that song, she was like, I want to be, I want to be a singer and, and famous and pop singer. And I was like, well, then you need to learn some instruments. And, and she's like, yeah, but how do I, how do I get, Famous. I was like, well, once you have, you know, musical skills and abilities, um, then, you know, I was like, these days, it seems like if you you do TikTok, you'll get famous. She's like, then I need to do TikTok. I was like, she should make, she should make up songs about you and make you listen to them. (laughs) <laughs> and do it on TikTok and get your reaction. Right. That will that'll do it. That would be funny. Yeah. So let's just get into it then. All right. We, let's um, get into it. The Last of Us. Episode 7, titled Left Behind. This is, if you don't know, a flashback chapter story to a time before Ellie knew Joel. Um, In the video game world, this was downloadable content that was released approximately, what, nine months after the game came out? It was released on February 14th of 2014, and the game came out, I think, June of 2013. Um, And it tells the story of Ellie and her friend Riley. So, the, um, the game tends to bounce back and forth between... Um, Ellie tending to Joel right after he got injured and her having these, these um, experiences with Riley in the show, they pretty much bookend the Joel and Ellie parts like they similar to what they did in episode three with uh, Bill and Frank. Right. So you see the beginning when, when uh, she gets Joel into shelter and he's pretty badly wounded. Um, then it goes to past tense when she was still in the quarantine zone, still in school. Um, and just I, living her best life. Yeah. I think we should, we should talk about the game first, the DLC and okay. what that was like. Um, give some context for anybody who hasn't played the game but it's watching the show. Um, so yeah, the DLC came out while after, not long after the game, but it, you can only play it separately from the game, even though it takes place right in this period. Um, you know, the, the present day parts take place right when Joel is injured. Um, and Ellie is going to this mall to try to find 
supplies, medical supplies. Essentially, a suture kit is really what she she right. has to find. Right, she's trying to find a first aid kit with some sutures and and yeah. twine or whatever um, stitches, um, and it's neat because I always thought it was neat because you're in two separate malls, right? She's in a rundown mall um, in this snowy area um, of the country. And then it flashes back to this other mall that she's been to. And so that kind of provides the context that you need for like why she's remembering this part of her life. And it's perfect um, way for us to see the story of how she gets infected. And what's also very cool about the DLC is that um, I would say, I don't know, you just replayed it. I haven't. Um, what's the ratio, would you say, of like present day to the flashback in the DLC? Time-wise? Yeah, to me it's like 33% and 66%. I think time-wise it's actually one-to-one. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The difference is I think it only becomes that way because most <clears> – <throat> Much of what you see in present day is cutscenes, and um, there's not really a lot of combat or or exploring. Um, I mean, there is, but but only right at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's more it's more more running. You're right. You're not you're not um, lurking around, and in in. Right, I guess that was past tense. In present day, when you're tending to Joel, you're out searching this huge mall for, um, for the suture kit, and you come across a lot of different things. And there's several areas where you have to take your time to fight enemies because you don't have a whole lot of resources. Right. Um, so it's- you got to be kind of sneaky and sleeky and whatnot. And it's not a, there's not a whole lot of cutscene. It's pretty much just you searching and reading notes and finding things and um, listening to recordings and uh, fight people. Well, there's, there's infected. It's the first time in the series that you fight infected and humans at the same time. Yeah. So that never happens in the main game of the first game. Um, it, it does. No, it doesn't. Well, yeah, it does. You don't have to, but you can. I just got through a part where you could have, like, you could have, you, you, I don't know. You come into this area, and there's infected there, and humans are coming in. And you you could, because um, you, you, you can throw, like, a brick or a bottle uh-huh. towards the humans, and it'll startle the infected, really? and they will go, Yeah. But you, I don't know that they would ever come after you necessarily. But you can get like a trophy called Human Bait. Oh. Okay, but that's like a quick. That's not. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you could sneak up on the infected and right. get them to attack you at the same it's time. It's not a full combat. Um, yeah, no, it's it's more staged. Right. It's, um, 
So, yes. I know what part and, you're talking about. I didn't realize you could even do that. But in the DLC, um, yeah, there's a part towards the end of the Joel segment where you're trying to get back to him and you do have to fight yeah. a couple different times, both the infected and and the humans. Um, the first part of that, you can actually do the same thing. You can throw like a brick or a bottle towards where the humans are. And this crazy infected guy will right. chase him down and take care of most of them. And, right. And you almost have to do that because you don't have a lot of resources. No, in, you don't in have the a lot DLC. of ammo in this part. Yeah. Yeah. I remember using the bow and arrow a lot and having to go and yeah. retrieve my arrows. Yeah. Hoping to get a headshot so that you could yeah. save them. Um, and they will, sw- they, the enemies would swarm you too. So you had to retreat a lot. Yes. And so you had time to reload and heal and things like that. Yeah. Um, but the, the part of left behind the DLC that really made an impact was the flashback with Eileen Riley. And yeah, it was so novel at the time because it was um, like you, there was no fighting. Like you said, there was no fighting. I thought you were talking about the present day stuff when you said that. Oh. Um, but no, in the flashback, there was no fighting at all, really. Um, at the end, you're running from infected, but that's it. Um, yeah. I think I probably said present day, so that's probably what confused you. That's all right. Which makes sense. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah. You just spend the time doing all these activities with with Riley and exploring yeah. the mall, and it's so cool. Yeah. Was, so yeah, that is the highlight of the DLC. In fact, I I texted you when I first started. I was like, oh, I've completely forgot about the Joel and Ellie part of this. Like, right. When it comes to the DLC, I only remember the <laughs> it being Riley and and Ellie. Yeah. I remembered the Joel and Ellie part, but in my head, that just I just thought that was part of the main game for some reason. Like that's uh, how yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Um. So the highlight, yes, is is is. Ellie and Riley. Um, and once I started to play it, it made sense to me why they put this episode in the show where they did. Right. Like, oh, yeah, because of the Joel getting injured thing. Right. Duh. Right. That makes sense, you know. But in the show, um, they frame it differently, right? In the show, she just goes upstairs and <laughs> goes into a bathroom and gets what she needs. Yeah. To suit yeah, in the show, it's... Um, so yeah, we can we can talk about the episode. So she, she Joel actually tells her to leave, go back and find Tommy. He thinks you know she's he's dying, and right. um, he's you know she tries to no Joel no Joel, and he actually pushes her away, and she gets up and walk toward walks towards the door of this house. They're not in the mall; they're just in the house. And right as she opens the door, um, it just goes black, and it switches to. Ellie running in a, a gym, gymnasium, and um, another girl comes up to her and knocks her Walkman off of her head. Yeah, and she and you know starts giving Ellie shit, and Ellie tells her to watch herself or something. And the girl says, "Why you're not going to fight me? She's the one that fought, and she's not here anymore." 
Right. That made Ellie mad, and she uh, presumably beats this girl because she has to get 15 stitches. Ellie ends up in the principal's office, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Captain Quan. And um, Captain Quan. And he, you know, he kind of gives her <clears throat> this spiel where he's tried to punish her. He's tried taking things away from her, and it just doesn't work. So he essentially tells her she has a couple choices. She can either kind of conform and listen and go places because she's smart and has, you know, all the ability that's needed. Or she can continue to be a troublemaker and end up with a shit job and a shit post with uh, shit leadership until she drinks herself to death or gets drunk and falls off a building or gets killed by a firefly. Yeah. Or... Gets her hair caught in a tank track. That was kind of strange, but one of those things was going to kill her. And, and, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Uh, in this guy's eyes, so she chooses to, uh, you know, take the high road, so to speak, and and decides that she's going to work hard and stay out of trouble and become a a leader of of Fedra, more or less. Um, but. So, so she goes to her room. Wait. Huh? So he says something to her that um, I thought was interesting. That whole conversation was a little bit interesting because he says to her, you know, um, we are the glue. Basically, he, he, I'm paraphrasing. He says, we're the glue that keeps this all together it, without us everybody would be tearing themselves apart and um, starving and, and like, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that, on what he says there. Oh, okay. As, as anti-government as I am, (laughs) um, that's why I was curious. I, I, I understand what he's saying. And I do think he's mostly right. However, they've created that situation more or less. Right. Because these people are completely dependent on Fedra at this point. Right. So, you know, he he's not wrong. Does that make it a good thing? No. Does that, in my mind, take us to the place where, like, you know, when I want to get all crazy and be like, yes, I think the government should help all of us, but not to the point where we have to become completely dependent on them. Right? Like, I think it's a fine yeah. line. I really do. Um, and also a slippery slope. So, so and I, I feel like that's what the people in the quarantine zone have gotten to. They, they will do whatever job they're told to do just to get their meager ration. Um, because what is the alternative? And if Fedra wasn't there, that little bit of glue, yeah, people would turn on each other and they'd be killing each other over a can of beans or, or bathtub gin or whatever. Um, so he's kind of painting Fedra in the best light possible. And I think that he's kind of saying that he's like, look, it sucks, but it is what it is. So, but you're right. And that's because of the, the society they built while they were in power, right? Correct. They've had 20 years and they couldn't do better than these fucking QZs. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole other like rabbit hole we could go down just regarding <laughs> that, because honestly, they had all the knowledge and technology and mostly the infrastructure still. Because 
I mean, you can see that. You can see that in, yeah, can in see that the last episode with, with, at, uh, at Jackson <clears throat> and in the quarantine zones. Right. So it's really how, how these people choose to, to, to wield that power. If you look at Jackson, right. I mean, I guess like, you know, they talk about communism and there's a couple different types of communism. There's the kind that's happening in the, in the quarantine zones and the kind that's happening in Jackson where people want to be a part of something. Right. And, um, where in the quarantine zones, you know, like you're being told that you're going to have this shit job and, and life is going to suck. And you, yeah. And you barely get to survive and we're going to beat you down if you defy us in any way. And it's right. going to be for your own good. And, and maybe that's the difference between being a huge urban area like, like Boston and a small rural area like Jackson, like real life. Jackson only has like 10,000 people in it. Um, right. And it's an extremely and, and wealthy the show, area. They say they only have like 300 or something. 300. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an ex- extremely wealthy area. So I imagine there was already a shit ton of resources there for very few people. Right. right. So they've already kind of got the upper hand, which makes that level of socialism or communism or whatever easier to pull off where you get happy people. Whereas you have to be the mean rude, like, look, we're just trying to get by day by day and, and survive. So somebody has got to make these awful decisions. That's probably how it starts out. And then it just turns into power and corruption. Like, like most governments always will, no matter how good they start out. Yeah. Like I sincerely feel our government is, is at that point. Um, but I don't want to get into a big old rant on that. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think so anyway. um, I think I think this guy like he says what he has to about Fedra, and I think he believes it. He believes that yeah, we're really the only thing holding yeah. this together, which sucks because we ain't shit, more or less. Like, I don't think he's a proud Fedra operative. He just right. He is what he is. He just knows the role that he has to play. Yeah. Um, yes, but I also and think you his- see that dynamic. Go ahead. I I also think his observations on Ellie are interesting and um, tell us a lot about her. Uh, that she's formidable. Like he thinks she can be a Fedra officer. Like she's uh, Riley. Riley wouldn't have been a Fedra officer, and um, you know she has potential, basically. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's hopeful. I think he's hopeful that it can turn around and that it can get better. Right. Because and I think that's why he believes in Ellie. Why he doesn't believe in Riley other than just it helps with the storyline, I don't know. Because Riley yeah, Because seems, Riley has too much of a rebellious streak in her. Yeah, she just would never quite fall in line. Right. Um But in reality, twenty years into this 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 infestation there's far fewer infected still alive, like right, than there were ten years ago. You would think, yeah. and it should be pretty. Uh, it should be doable to rebuild society at this point. Like right. it really should be. Yes. Um. So exactly, and that's a pertinent thing to keep in mind as we go forward in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But now that everybody's just stuck in survival mode, right. like it's 
it's a whole very fascinating dynamic to like what could happen in that scenario if it were to truly happen. Yeah. Um, so Ellie goes back to her dorm and uh, whoever comes around tells everybody they got to turn the lights out. She does. And you see this shadow on the wall and in comes somebody through her window and scares her and it ends up being Riley. And we learned that she hasn't seen Riley in what? Three weeks, two to three weeks. Um, um, so just, I just want to say from this moment on, it's remarkably faithful to the game. Wouldn't you say like more, more or less, there's some subtle differences. There are differences, but the main beats of, of that story with Riley, um, are the same, right? Um, yeah, 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 definitely. There's, yeah, there are differences. All... There's conversations that you don't hear in the show that are in the DLC. There's a whole thing about some, some Firefly that they were like friends with or something. Um, all this stuff, but for the most part, like the way they go across the rooftops to get to the mall and then, uh, the way it just, very, very similar. Um, and yeah, in the game, Ellie doesn't know shit about Marlene at this point. Where in the right. show, she she does know about Marlene. So that's the big difference. No, she um, doesn't. She doesn't know about Marlene. Um, Riley says... Wait, did I have that backwards? Yeah, yeah. In the game, she knows about... In the game, she knows about Marlene. Marlene. In the show, she doesn't. She's like, who's Marlene, you know? That's right. Yeah. Um, Yes, because in the game you can have a conversation with Riley, and you actually get to ask right. a question about what Marlene told you about her parents and things like that. Right, um, right. That's right. I had it had it backwards. But like I said, yes. even from the beginning, like the way Riley scares her when she wakes her up, like all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Same. There's, it's very similar, and. Um, It's a good homage to to the DLC. Yeah. So There's anyways, a lot of just little little things I could talk about, I guess, but um, maybe they'll come up as we as we go through it. Yeah, but anyway, she um, she tells Ellie that she wants her to come with her. She wants her to show her something. Ellie tries to be a little bit defiant. I think the show Riley's just a little more cocky than the DLC Riley. If that's even possible, um, <laughs> yeah. But she is, I think. Yeah, a little more headstrong. Um. So they uh, Ellie finally gives in, and they get dressed, and they head across the rooftops, and she takes her to a mall, and Ellie is a little bit hesitant. She says, "We can't go in there. Why do you think they sealed it up?" And then Riley says, "Well, it's not sealed up, and there's a hole in the roof, and they go down in there." And, um, they make their way through a little bit and I don't know, you, 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 you go ahead and explain this part. I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> okay. Well, she, <laughs> she makes, 
I don't know. This is see. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have played the DLC right before the episode. Now I'm second guessing myself on which one happened where. You're like going back. <laughs> for, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Riley makes Ellie go in and surprises her by uh, turning the lights on yes. in the mall once she walks through the doors to to get in there. Um, they go in through like you know some back back room or something, yeah. and. Um, it's a really cool shot, uh, you know. The lights turn when the on. lights come on. And yeah, that was that yeah. was amazing. The whole thing. Uh, there's been a lot of this in this show, and and um, this episode does it probably more than any other. There's a lot of just like appreciation for what we have in our world right now. You know, like just. The the way um, Ellie gets excited by the escalator, you know? Yeah. And just, she's like, this has to be one of the wonders of the mall, right? And yeah. Riley is like, um, sure, it can, there could sure, be five well, wonders. Well, there's five wonders of the mall. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's true. If you, if you had never seen an escalator before and didn't know it was a thing, like, that would be very exciting. Yeah, my kids got so excited at the escalator at the airport. We've like, already talked about escalators yeah, well, yeah. on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're exciting things, escalators. We are fans yeah. of escalators. <laughs> of course, we have a podcast. Yes. Oh, we are. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, one piece that's missing from the show that was awesome in the DLC was the, the Brickmaster competition where they oh, had right. smash the windows out of the cars i had forgotten about that yeah yeah that was fun and there's a squirt um, gun fight too isn't there yeah i was going to comment that that's at the end of the dlc when when the horde of infected come okay. so that's that's the one biggest difference i think and we'll talk about that when we get yeah there. Um, well there's another big difference we'll talk about too yeah so in the um, in the DLC, before they turn the lights on, they go to a couple of places. They do the Brickmaster uh, challenge, where essentially there's two what were brand new cars at one time, like malls yeah. used to have in them. Yeah, yeah. And Ellie and Riley had a competition to see who could, from an upper balcony, throw bricks and break out all the windows in each respective car. First. The fastest, right? The fastest, yeah. Um, and if you yeah. win, you get a trophy called Brickmaster. Yeah, yeah. If you win as Ellie. Then they go into, and they might actually do this first, but they go into a Halloween store before the power comes on. And um, Riley makes Ellie put on some masks and and they just kind of play around. And they talk and we'll come about back Halloween to- and what, what it was and like they talk about... Mm-hmm. They try on all these different masks. There's like video game homages in here. Like yeah, a, there's lots of cool stuff. Yeah, there's cool and stuff. there's a a magic eight ball that's got like a yes. skeleton shell on it, and you can literally sit there for like eight minutes and yeah. ask it questions. Yeah, like I don't know how many there are, but there's a ton. It just keeps going, and and that's something you could never do on the show, right? No. But in the game, it's just a cool part, especially as somebody. Who, you know, this is supposed to be like a 15 hour game. I'm replaying it right now on easy and I've probably already got 30 hours into it. 
<laughs> because I want to do every little thing and I want to find every collectible and I want to explore every corner. Um, cause that kind of stuff is fun to me. Yeah. So I loved the Halloween store in the DLC. Yeah. When you first enter the mall in the show, there is no Halloween store. They kind of get right to the lights and then they go to the carousel, which yes. um, is in both, but, but Riley takes Ellie down to this carousel and you know, it works and it's got this crazy version. Oh, I can't remember the name of that song playing. They're like a carousel it's, would never have on it, but it's a Neil Druckmann thing in the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's actually, I thought it was take on me, but it's actually no. just like heaven by the cure. Yes. It's like yes. a glockenspiel or something. Take on me it. does, does show up. Yes. Um, but not quite at that point. So in in the DLC, they go through this this process of the Halloween store, um, the Brickmaster. I don't know which one's first, but but yeah. both those two things. Then the carousel, um, then the phone booth, the phone booth, and and I mean the 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 photo booth. Oh yeah, the photo booth. And then, like the best part that the Riley thinks Ellie is going to love the most is an arcade and then when they get through that then they go essentially into this just general department store but um somewhere along the line commander kwan or whatever that guy's name is had stolen ellie and riley's super soaker water pistols and ellie tells the story about how she almost got him back and riley's like uh-huh whatever and he's like i did well it turns out riley had had him this whole time she had already gotten him back and right um that was the last surprise was they were going to have this water gun fight. Right. Don't and forget though, along the way throughout the DLC, you also have the, um, pun book and you can read out of yes. it anytime you want. Right. Yes. You can read, you can read all of them. Yeah. 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 So you just press Which a button and it, she just reads a different one mm-hmm. when you're Until just walking the- around. I just great. stood there and did them all at once, but yes, you can do that. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because there's something, I've, just a small nitpick I have regarding that. Anyway, okay. um, and that's the, the, the DLC is where the uh, diarrhea runs in your jeans pun actually comes from. That didn't come from the main game. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so in the show, you kind of go through this whole sequence where you do the carousel and it's super cool. And then you do the photo booth and... Yep. In the I'll game, like, the, yeah, in the game, the photo booth, the printer isn't working. Yeah. But it's like, well, you can upload it to Facebook. And you're like, well, what's that? That's weird. And then the game actually gives you the option to put it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Right. Because you got to remember so, the game takes place in 2013. Correct. Like the, the, the outbreak took, was in 2013, not tw- 2003. So correct. Facebook existed and, you know, yes. photo booths you could yeah. upload to facebook so and you so in the show the player could actually upload your photo booth things to facebook it was neat i enjoyed doing yeah it. i put mine on twitter just the other day right and pre in the past when i played it in 2014 i did put it on facebook in fact it showed up just a i don't know like 10 days ago on my facebook memories because <laughs> that was about the time i had done it yeah um nine years ago anyway uh so in the show, you, the photo booth printer actually works, although it doesn't work too well. 
Right. So Riley tells her that she's going to show her the four wonders of the mall. So we're not counting the escalator as, as far as numbered, even though Ellie is. Correct. Right. So the um, phone or the, the carousel is the first one. Is it not? Yes. Yeah. And the the photo booth is the second one. Mm-hmm. And the third one is this arcade. The arcade. And um, we remember from episode two, I believe, where three. they're in the episode, episode three, three before it. When they're in, what's the name of that? That, that, that Gumby's. Store? Gumby's, yes. Uh, that Ellie comes across this Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet, right? Yeah. And the game there, it's just this, it's, it's a Mortal Kombat-esque type game. It's called The Turning. Um, called it The Turning, yes. And The Turning. Um, Mylena is a character called Angel Knives. Right. But they actually got the rights to use Mortal Kombat 2 in the show, so they did. So in the mall well, in the game cuz it's Warner Bros. Yeah. yeah. Um in the mall when they get to the arcade it's lit up and everything but none of the cabinets actually work and Ellie comes across Angel Knives and she's super excited about it but it doesn't work and Riley does this thing where she tells her to close her eyes. Yes. And she um essentially goes through a round and is going in pretty good detail of, of, of what's happening. And you as the player have to make the movements with your, with your controller. That, Depending on what Riley's saying. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just a super cool immersive experience. It's, it's right? great. It is. And if you do it just right, you actually get a, a flawless victory and a fatality and a trophy. Um, and it's just neat. Yeah. And, uh, um, in the show, in the show, they actually have a working cabinet, and Ellie and Riley get to play each other, which is also very cool. It's fun, um, yeah, fun. But I preferred the game experience when it came to that. Just Absolutely, because. it was it, it was much better in the game. Um, yeah, the show was cute. But like, the, it lingered a little too long. Like it was like, yeah. okay, they're fighting. Like there's, yeah, it they, almost became like we were watching them on Twitch for a few minutes. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> so while they're yeah, while they're in the arcade though, something interesting happens. It's yes. pretty noisy, and it pans to a different store, which was like some creepy doll toy store. Which, fun fact, that doll toy store. Is also in the mall that Joel is in, in the in the the, um, uh, DLC. Okay. Yeah. So Ellie finds a dead um, infected there up against the wall. Uh So this one is just sleeping apparently, and Uh it wakes up, and they don't know it, and they move on in the show to what is the fourth wonder of them all. And this time, it's the Halloween store, so it's the Hold last on. one. Before we get to the Halloween store, I have an observation of all, that I need to mention about Mortal Kombat 2. Okay. I'm sorry. I just have to rewind a, a minute. 
Have you? Did you spend a lot of time playing Mortal Kombat in arcades, Jeremy, when you were younger? Um, I played a lot of Mortal Kombat two in a singular arcade. Yes, not as much as some people because I wasn't good at it. But it was. It, it, we didn't have like a necessarily a whole arcade in the tiny town I grew up in. Yeah. But there was this place that you could go after school that had pizza and pool tables and they had a few cabinets. And Mortal Kombat for a, yeah, I played it quite a bit. For a period was by far the hottest commodity in that building. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That game was huge in the 90s. It was just huge. Yeah. And I also had it on my Sega. Right. And I played it a lot too. I played it on uh, Super Nintendo because I, I, had the no gore version of it and i played a lot of it at uh foxwoods casino when my mom would drop me off at the arcade so she could go do the slot machines nice so (laughs) so (laughs) i played a lot of it there i also played a lot of primal rage which was a uh, another fighting game with dinosaurs so i loved it but i remember that one yeah um I could never, and still to this day, really can't ever execute a fatality at the end of a match. Like, if you've beaten somebody, it's usually on the second win. Like, you you play best best out of three, right? And so if you win two rounds on that second round, they give you the opportunity to do a fatality, fatality. And yeah. the fatality gives you, like, this cool kill. And Riley pulls off a fatality in, like, no time, no problem. Her first try, yeah. she gets a fatality. And then Ellie gets a fatality on her first try. And it's just like, what the fuck? No so, way. <laughs> the, yeah, it's that was that like... Easy. That actually got asked about, and I'm sure you heard this on the uh, companion podcast. Did and it? the ex, yeah, I missed that. You didn't, okay. The explanation, which I think is pretty shit, if I'm being honest, <clears throat> but I get it, is that they must have came across like these old gaming magazines that had all these moves in them. Oh, sure, fine. And, and they had just memorized them, which is fine. But I can tell you from experience. Reading those and getting them right exactly. the first time you ever do it <laughs> in practice are two completely different things. Like actually executing those joystick <laughs> yeah. moves and button presses in time. Like, I can maybe buy Riley since we've learned that she's actually been living in this mall for a few weeks. So I can maybe buy that one. Right. Maybe. But... But Ellie just, especially because right before that, Ellie's like, I don't know how any of these moves. I don't know how to do any of these things. Right. Uh, in the first match, and then they play the second time, and she wins, <laughs> and then she's just like up, up, down, left, right, right, AB, you know, like, uh, yeah, sucks no, her in and spits just, her out his bones. It's just complete bullshit. I'm like, wait a second, is it that easy for everybody, or am I just really that bad at video games? Because <laughs> I. Never been able to do a fatality ever in my life. I'm awful at it. I'm awful at fighting games, but especially <laughs> at those. Yeah, I wasn't great at it. Like, I could do them with like Raiden, like the one character I use the most, and I couldn't even pull it off. Like every time, I would mess. Like, it I just up never right. understood like half circle, and then the timing on the button presses. Oh yeah, no the, fighting like, games are a. 
a bitch, like, man. You, they're tough. Do you want to hit A and then B right after, or or like at the same time, or is it like A B like real quick, or is it A yeah. B A like? I never can get the timing down. It's been a thing that has bothered me my entire life that I can't do fatalities in Mortal Kombat. And Ellie just does it her first fucking try. Of course she does. Of course she does. Precocious little fucker. Of course she has a podcast. Of course Um, I have a podcast. Ellie doesn't have a fucking podcast. She wishes she could have a podcast. she, She does wish. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so then, um. so yes, so then they go to the Halloween store. <laughs> they do go to the Halloween store, and uh, this is where they put on the masks. And in the DLC, they get to this just generic department store, you know, that's got clothing and other stuff in it. And that's mm-hmm. when. Riley breaks out the water guns and she takes Ellie's Walkman and she plugs it into the PA system. Yeah. And they have this water gun fight and the PA system is playing. I got you, babe. The Etta James version. Same song in the DLC. Same song. Yeah. And in the show, they're dancing with these Halloween masks on listening to that song. Ellie takes her mask off. Riley takes hers off. And Ellie asks Riley to please don't go as in, because Riley we haven't even mentioned this. Riley is wanting to show Ellie the mall and have one last night with her right? because she has been recruited by the fireflies and they're sending her to a different post. Right. So that's kind of Riley's motivation here. And Ellie doesn't want her to go. Obviously she's her best friend. So Ellie asks her to please not go. And she gives her a kiss, you know, on the lips. Well, and Riley says, okay. Yeah. Riley says, okay. She apologizes for kissing her, and Riley was like, don't, you know. Um, yeah. Well, so they have this really happy, loving moment. Right. And at that time, they hear a noise. Riley pulls out her gun, and that's when the one single uh, runner, not runner, I don't even know what it would be at that point, infected. Um, it certainly looked close to a clicker, but. Uh, yeah, it was like a stalker. It was one of those weird in-between ones. Yeah. Like the stalkers in the game that don't stay still and you can't really see them with your... your yeah. Those things are uh, worse in part one, aren't they? Like the remake? Oh, they're fucking awful. The remake is um, worse than the original, don't you think? I can't remember. But I think so. I don't even remember those things existing in the first game. Oh, I remember them because... I remember I them depend- the I depended game. heavily on my radar in the first game, especially on like crushing. Yeah. And they don't really show up on your radar. Because they're running Next around, thing you know, yeah. They're right on you, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway. <laughs> there's this fight right in the Halloween store with this yeah. one one infected. In the DLC, there's a whole horde of runners right. that come at them in this department store, and they have to you know make well, a run for run. it. And there's yeah, they have to run quite a ways, and you have to jump over a bunch of obstacles, and you eventually kind of get cornered with just a couple of them and a couple of them, I think Riley shoots, but one of them gets a hold of Ellie and Ellie fights it off or is fighting with it. And then Ellie comes or Riley comes and jumps on it. And in the struggle, um, they both end up 
getting bit. Ellie right. on the arm and Riley on the hand. In the show, it's essentially the same thing. They're they're just both fighting this one infected. Um, Ellie ends up killing it with her knife, I believe, but she soon realizes that she's been bit and, and Riley holds up her hand and they've both been bit. Right. It's um, tragic. It is tragic. So they both of course realize what that means. And, uh, essentially in both settings, Riley says, well, the way I see it is we have two options. We can take the easy way out, which is suicide, you know, using her gun. And she says she doesn't like option A or option one, whatever she calls it. Um, in the the DLC, she says option two is we can fight. And Ellie's like, why? And what I think what Riley means is there's still a whole shitload of infected that are just on the other side of this barrier that they've got. So I guess the idea is that they could fight their way out just to kill as many as they can. I don't really know. Yeah. Um. And uh, Riley has this line where she's essentially like, or we could just do nothing, sit here and lose our minds together all poetically, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's essentially the end of that aspect. Um, Right. And in both the DLC and the show, it cuts back to Joel and Ellie. And in the show, Ellie is digging through the, you know, cabinets and cupboards of this house. And she ends up finding a needle and thread. Um, in the DLC, she's already fought off all the bad guys and gotten back to Joel with the suture kit. And essentially she gets him stitched up and, and he just gets some rest. So we don't see Riley turn. We don't see Ellie not turn. We don't really know exactly how Ellie got out of that situation. If she killed Riley, we don't know any of those things. Yeah. Um, just that Ellie made it out bitten, but uninfected and Riley did not. And that's the end. Were you expecting to see that in the show? Um, no, but only because I had just finished the DLC. Yeah, but I didn't know if like part of me expected, not that I wanted to see this. I I think it can be left to the imagination and it's probably better that way. But part of me expected to see uh, Riley turn. Yeah. My, I, my guess is that Ellie did kill her because of what she tells Joel about how it wasn't her first time. Right. So that's, that's my guess. But yeah. I can't say it with hundred yeah. percent confidence. Cause at some point like- you would have to, you would have to think that Ellie realizes that something isn't, she's not turning for whatever reason. And she probably doesn't want to see Riley turn. She knows Riley's going to turn because she's got the fever and she's getting sick and, you know, right. delirious. So she probably doesn't want to see her turn. So I'm guessing she kills her. And I guess that's the other thing, like, I wanted to kind of see in the show was the transition from, like, how does Ellie get from that moment when she realizes Riley has turned and she hasn't to, um, to, to Marlene, right? Like, how does that happen? Um, 
that that's just something they never answered and I was hoping they would answer with the show but I, I guess they don't really need to I don't I don't know why I want that but I just yeah do like I don't know maybe they're saving it for something else I don't know. yeah maybe I mean it's possible there is going to be a flashback to Ellie's mom yeah. at some point. So I'm curious about Maybe all also a 7-Eleven um, for some reason. Where we learn how Ellie gets the scar on her eyebrow. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that too. I don't know. Um, so, but, but I do like the way that they draw they tie back to the present day um, with what Riley is saying in the show of, you know, we, we have time together remaining, whether it's two minutes or two days or or whatever. And I don't want to give that up. I want to spend the rest of my time with you. Um, and that's that ties back to um, present day with with Ellie thinking about this. She's rem- remembering what Riley was saying of not not mm-hmm. giving up, right? Endure and survive. Um, and so that's why she then chooses to to help Joel and and. Yes. Uh, stay with her. And I think she's also afraid. She's she's afraid that she can't do it without Joel. Are we talking about this? You know. Yeah, definitely. I think that's So, so I want to have a um it, yeah. if you don't mind and probably shouldn't do this. I but do. a brief Well, okay, first of all, what would you rate this episode? I would rate it an eight, and I'll get into well, that think, if you want to after you. Yeah, I think do an eight is what do. I would agree with. I, um, so I have a friend. We kind of have a friend. She was on our old show a couple of times. Um, we all met through the Game Informer community way back in the day. And we're all pretty huge, yep. not only Naughty Dog fans, but The Last of Us fans. And um, right. she and I have chatted after each episode and she, uh, you know, I think she's going to come on the show after, you know, the last episode airs at some point and we'll just talk about it as a whole. Yeah. But she's been fairly critical of, of every episode in some aspect, including episode three. Um, in fact, she might've been the most critical of, of that one. Mm. And it's not because of the Frank and Bill story or the, the, you know, context of it, of it being a, non-hetero um romantic story right that's not it at all it really comes down to the relationships between joel and ellie that that she loves from the game um and i i liked this episode but it certainly wasn't my favorite episode like by any stretch right yeah um and i was talking with her about it and she she's like this is you know, like the perfect episode. I have zero complaints about this one. And I was like, Oh, 
and that's cool. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it's just because of how they captured that dynamic between Riley and Ellie very much like they did in the game. So I think, and you're the one that actually touched on this um, through a text conversation, but, but I think, didn't you say that, I think you said that, that episode three probably stole the thunder from this episode. Is that, you said something like that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I want to hear about that because I think I agree with you. So, so yeah, I'm coming at this from the perspective of somebody who played the game, right? And when when that Last of Us Left Behind DLC came out in February of 2014, um, you have to keep in mind that like this was. A game, The Last of Us, there were moments of quiet and peacefulness um, and just talking and chatter with Ellie and Joel. But but for the most part, the way you interact with the world in The Last of Us is killing things and fighting things. And it's a story about love, but it's a story about love told through killing and fighting zombies and humans. Whereas the Left Behind DLC was a bottle episode, much like episode three was, um, in that it, it told an isolated story that you could appreciate on its own merits. And it also was, whereas like a TV episode, bottle episode of a show like the fly episode of Breaking Bad or the Pine Barrens in The Sopranos or episode three of The Last of Us is a self-contained story that is also told very differently than the rest of the show. And the Left Behind DLC was so different from the game in that um, you spent half of it just doing no combat it was just getting to know these two characters and their relationship with each other and it was exploring this mall it was being teenagers together in this mall it was a beautiful um gay love story (laughs) between these two characters um which if that sounds familiar to you as a show watcher, that's because that's what the Frank and Bill episode was for the show. So they already had that in the show. And it was episode three. And now, four episodes later, they basically repeat that trick. And I'll do respect to the game it doesn't do it as effectively. It did at the time in 2014 when that story was a part of The Last of Us game, when it came out following that game, it was huge and it was very impactful. I named it my game of the year that year because that was a crappy you mean, year you for you video named it the games. DLC game of the year that but year? But also, okay. I did. That was my favorite thing that came out that year. Um, 
and it didn't matter that it was DLC. It was so well yeah. done. It was so good. I loved it. And, um, but now, you know, episode three with Bill and Frank just told that story so well in a, in a way that only television can yeah. tell that kind of story. Only film can tell that kind of story. Whereas the Left Behind DLC told the, the Ellie and Riley story so well in only the way that video games can tell that story. And we've covered that on this episode, why that DLC worked so well as a game, why that story was told so well. Um, because of all the little details all the little interactions yeah. that you don't see in the show. Um, and so this episode of the show felt like they were just sort of hitting all the notes, right? They had to hit all the same notes that they hit in the game, but it didn't, like, it, it just didn't work as well. And I don't know if I'm explaining it yeah. well enough. But I'll sum up my thoughts with, with Coley's reaction, which was the episode ended and I was like, how'd you, how'd you like that? And she was like, yeah. it was fine. She's like, yeah. I'm not crying. It's no, it's no like, episode yeah. three. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So right. I almost, you know, want to say like this one came out of the department of redundancy department, but it, it, I mean, it did, but it's not really the same. It's, it's. It's not the same. I feel like just because episode three happened first, I feel like if this episode had happened first, episode, just say they swapped for whatever reason. This was three and that was seven. Right. Episode, the Bill and Frank episode would still have more of an impact than this episode, even if it aired after this yes. episode. And I agree. I, you know, I was, I asked you earlier if Coley was going to be on because I was thinking about some things and I'm like, well, maybe that's just because that story wasn't exactly speaking of bill and frank wasn't fleshed out in the game like the riley and ellie story was so maybe since it was so similar i just you know i knew exactly what was going to happen but um i was curious as as to how people felt about it that hadn't played the game but as the day went on i, I kind of realized that's probably not accurate i just think that it's it's a great story but you know it adds context to the to the overall show and and now we know why Ellie got bitten um how she got bitten we know right. what she means when she says tells Joel that she's lost people too um you know we right. we understand a little better that she's never really had family or anybody that she truly cared about except this one person so no she can't relate to a lot of the things that that Joel is, is, is going through when it comes to, you know, loss and, and grief and those sorts of things. Um, and in contrast in the game, we didn't have that bill, bill and Frank story fleshed out and the DLC was standalone content and it was done so well. And it had those little things. I was, cause I talked to Dylan right after the episode and I told him that I don't really know exactly how I, I don't dislike it, but I'm not gushing over it. And um, the two things I pointed out was the 
stupid magic eight ball in the Halloween store. Um, I pointed that out in the pun book and, um, you know, being able to interact with those things. And I mentioned the water gun fight, just, just a few things that were slightly different that, I mean, they could have done the water gun fight in the game, I suppose, but it, it, the magic eight ball thing would have been, or I mean, in the show, the magic eight ball thing would have been silly in the show to spend six or seven minutes there with Ellie just asking it ridiculous questions over and over. But in, in the game, because there was no real threat of combat, you were just hanging out. You were just enjoying your time on this. Uh, like you said, it was just two teenagers hanging out like at the mall in a post-apocalyptic world. It was just more immersive, I suppose. I don't know. Um, but again, like I'm comparing it to the game where Neil Druckmann said that, that I, and I never knew this until yesterday, maybe the day before, whenever I listened to that episode, um, night before, I think I heard it Sunday night actually as I was going to bed. But anyway, he commented that the, the left behind DLC did not sell very well at all. Um, and he said that the people that did buy it, they loved it, but it wasn't a commercial success by any stretch. So not a whole lot of people did know that story firsthand. I think most Last of Us fans ended up understanding what was in the DLC, you know, through various media channels. But I don't know. Anyway, yes, uh, I think that Solid 8 is great for this episode. Um, I do think because of the Bill and Frank episode that this episode maybe not have as much as impact, but I also don't think that it was ever going to, even if that episode didn't exist for me. Are you even there? Jesus, how long have I been talking to myself? So I just like to take a moment to talk about how wonderful I am. Most people don't know this, that, that, um, that I'm pretty much the greatest thing ever. So just a quick little moment of humility to be humble and let everybody know how much I appreciate myself. Thank you. I feel like I should confess something. Let's see. I um, peed on the playground when I was in first grade and one of the teacher's daughters told on me. And now we're pretty good friends on Facebook. That's kind of funny, actually. I should mention that to her and see if she remembers it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yeah. You know, my 30-year high school reunion is coming up in a couple of years. That's crazy. I don't know how I could be 26 years old and still have to go to a 30-year high school reunion. I really hope all the warrants that are out for me in that state have expired so that I can go. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, I've never understood how those people can just ha be by themselves and have like a podcast or a YouTube channel. How do they stay on task? We can't even stay on task when there's two of us. And now that I'm sitting here by myself, I just want to talk about the most stupidest random shit which I can't even come up with an idea for that so I guess we'll see how it goes if Daniel ever gets back 
maybe I should call 911. How long should I wait until I call 911? Or should I message Coley? I should probably get Coley's phone number just in case, now that I think about it. People of, of our vintage need to have more emergency contacts because, let's face it, we're not getting any younger. It's not like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be 25. I'll still be 26. Next year, I'll still be 26. And probably the year after that, if I'm still alive. And Daniel is quite a bit younger than Coley and I, but he's kind of an old younger, if that makes sense. I don't know why. It's not like he's... I don't know why. Not like he's lived a hard life of drugs and alcohol and stunt driving and things like that. Maybe it's just genetics. Maybe he's just got bad genetics. I don't know. I really don't. I'm not a doctor. I've never claimed to be a doctor. I haven't. Um, a little pooping. That would be funny. I know. It sounded like I died, but I, I did that. Hello. I'm back. But I got on the show and I'm making a song about him pooping. Oh, hey. <laughs> How'd that go for you? Hello. <laughs> I feel much better now. <laughs> so, yes. So there's that. Um. Sorry about that. For the listeners, <laughs> I had oh, to go well, to the you're bathroom. Be sorry when you have to edit this thing. <laughs> yeah, I am. But I, I couldn't help it. I'd rather you not shit your pants <gasps> on your couch or bed or wherever you're laying down at. All the uh, all the years we've done a podcast together, I don't remember ever having that kind of emergency I feel like Jack in had the middle of it. Frequently. I think I had a couple. Yes, and you guys wouldn't tell us, <laughs> so you would just disappear, and it was like, where did they go? <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Yep. So anyway, yes, it was a good episode, Daniel. I, I at least frantically typed out in all caps in the Discord window, I, didn't even see I it. have to poop. I was like, I got done talking, and you didn't react, and I was like, uh, I was like fuck, how long have I been talking to myself? <laughs> yeah. no, that's fine that makes it easier for me to yeah, edit actually so so what else <laughs> yeah so that that's it right i mean the, those are my thoughts that's everything so I in the next episode, episode we meet another group of humans and we saw a cameo of yep. troy baker at least a, i don't know if it's a cameo we saw troy baker in the um preview so it sounds like he's going to play yeah. a major yeah. character in that. Yeah, so I'll be curious. Episode. See how that goes. Uh, Ace Adriana is hoping for a Nolan North cameo of some sort. That would be very cool, also. Yeah, maybe they uh, see yeah. him on a beach, and you know, and they're like, and he, he sees them, and he's like, "Whoa, what the hell happened to you two? And then. They, uh, you know, Joel says, oh, 
she's immune. And I'm just taking her to the fireflies and he yeah, goes, that would be, oh, that uh, happened to me once. Uncharted territory. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> yep. So I'm kind of looking forward to the next episode. Did, did I ever tell you that I have a third degree of separation from the director of no. the Uncharted movie? Okay. I won't tell no, you if you don't I, want to. I was thinking it. whether or not you told me. I don't think you have. So give give it <laughs> give it to me quickly. Yeah. Uh, he and my cousin were like really good friends okay. in high school or something. Okay. They grew up together, I think. Um, and they're still in gotcha. touch, and they're still friends. Um, actually, I emailed my aunt. Um, because I knew that she was still in touch with them. Uh, actually, that's what it was. Their okay. family friends. The uh, Ruben mm-hmm. Fleischer is his name, and so he he directed Zombieland, right? And um, they are friends with okay. his parents. Gotcha. That's what it is. And so I emailed her and was just like, you know, I just saw the Uncharted movie and. Um, it was good. I liked it. I liked that movie. I liked too. that movie. So I was like, you know, pass along to Ruben that I enjoyed it as a fan of the games. Um, you know, I I don't think he's heard a lot of positive feedback. So if you could, you know, pass that along to him. And of course, in old old person fashion, she forwards my email directly to him, to him and then forwards directly to him and then forwards his email response back to me oh cool yes just like oh thank you so much tell him i i said thank you or something like that i was like okay so that was that's weird but all right thanks (laughs) anyway um so anyway, yeah. So the next episode should be good. Should be interesting. It. Only two episodes left, Daniel. Two episodes left. Then what do we do? I guess we can talk about Lost and other. I don't know. And all these other subjects that we've just pushed to the side the last seven weeks. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the constant. It's the it fifteen-year anniversary. I want to talk about it, but I want to watch the episode, the episode before, of Lost again. Again, before we talk yeah, about that's it. a good idea. We should because I can watch it ten minutes. Do later you ever just watch random episodes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you I ever do just have certain watch shows? I certainly episodes. do have lost. It's been a while, but I do. Like Arrested Development, yeah. I'll do it. Um, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. which for comedies, it's a little bit different, I suppose. Um, yes. But I do like yeah. of Game of Thrones. I'll just watch random episodes. Um. Breaking yeah, Bad, true. I've done that with. Um, so, speaking of bottle episodes, right? The constant was a bottle episode of Lost. It was it was just yeah. this self contained story, and it was so freaking good. And mm-hmm. again, another love story, right? Like, um, man, episode. I loved that episode so much. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it sometime. Um, but yeah, anywho. No, I I was thinking about it the other day though about like basketball's over now and I feel this emptiness. And then again today, I got myself a a Lego yeah. the other day 
um, Sunday after we lost, we went to Target to have some retail therapy. And I bought this BD-1 um, is a little droid in the Lego, um, in the Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order and the sequel Jedi Survivor, which is coming out in April. Um, that series of games, um, he is a little tiny, like one foot tall robot that follows you around in the game and helps you out. A droid. And um, I bought the the two scale version, uh, Lego version of him and put it together. And it took me, you know, since Sunday, not that long, but I finished it today while I was working from home. And now I'm done with it. And I feel this emptiness in my heart. Now, and now we're going to feel it again when The Last of Us is over. We'll fill the void with something. <sighs> Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need to buy All more right, Legos. Jeremy, I'll let you go. It's an, that's an expensive mm-hmm. hobby. No. It's an expensive hobby. Yes. I can't do that. I already have one expensive hobby. Yeah, but hobby. you're married to her, so that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm joking, Coley. <laughs> she got the short end of that stick yeah. anyway. Wait, what? Hey. I just mean your hobbies are more expensive. That's all <laughs> I meant, Daniel. Maybe. Whatever. Anyway. Was a great episode for us because we talked about we talked about other things than yes. The Last of Us. This is another long episode. We need to start. Okay, but we you're going to be able to cut 15 together. minutes of this one out while you were shitting. So, <laughs> yep. All right, Jeremy. You good too. night. Have a good night. And uh, thank you all for listening to this episode. We appreciate it very much. Ooh, ooh, I yawned. You better cut that out. I tried. No yawning. Oh, no. Coley's going to be so mad at you. I didn't yawn. Live at the apocalypse. No. (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye, everybody. See ya. I always have to have the last word. You say, see you later. And then I have to say, see ya.